Top of the morning, Dan and Amy. You know how uh, Kanye West is getting out of politics, Amy? Right, he's going to focus yeah, on... Yeah, he broke up with... Well, he didn't break up with President Trump because he did not... You know, there's no defamation of character there. He just said he's taking a step back from politics. He's felt used and abused, Dan. Right. Not doing politics. He's going to focus on entertainment. Uh, report this morning, he gave another 126 grand to Amara Enya. Did he really? For her mayoral race. By 126, wow. I guess. Did he give her 74 before? So he gave her 73,000. Well, oh, no, no, 74,000 to pay off that debt. So that makes it an even 200 grand. I was just wondering, 126 is an odd number. And 73 cents? No. Yeah. Uh, Kanye. It is weird. All right, well, maybe he's getting out of politics. He's just going to stay involved in Chicago's mayor's race. All right. <laughs> well, we'll watch that oh, closely. Sure. Okay. Uh, for uh, the rest of us, outside of uh, concerns about Chicago politics, concerns about economic growth, October jobs report, the last jobs report before Tuesday's election, of course. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. 250,000 jobs. Uh, unemployment rate stays at 3.7. It's a fictional number, so you know, multiply that by 2.5. Uh, wage growth is real. 3.1% wage growth now this year. And participation rate in the in, in, in employment uh popped up a couple of tenths of a point as well to 62.9. So good news all around, probably enough, combined with the fact that you dressed up as Scott the Cow Guy for Halloween. Yes, one of my many functions. One person knew exactly who I was and actually was so impressed that Scott sent that directly. Well, you got one too, but directly to the station. So the combination of somebody else in Chicago knowing who Scott Shalady is, plus these good numbers, <laughs> has to buoy the spirits of one Scott the Cow Guy who joins us now. Scott, thanks for being with us. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Uh, so um, how about those October numbers? Yeah, you know, um, this is, this is going to be, it's nice. You know, it's like an offensive lineman report, right? Not too flashy but very solid. And it's going to really let the government off the hook, I think, because the mess that we got ourselves into with quantitative easing, and, and I don't want to go into it because it is really boring, but the oh, government really got in our back pockets and started handing out money like it's candy. And this type of report, if we continue to have things like this, is really going to let them off the hook and let them get out of that mess with uh, relatively pain-free. The rest of the world is still in that mess, but this is this is a type of report that is going to you know help the government really kind of heal their wounds after what we've been through the last 10 years. And you're right, wage growth, we haven't achieved numbers like that in 10 years, Dan and Amy. I mean, there's some things in here, this participation rate number, flipping up like that, you know, we're bringing people in off the sidelines to start working again. Well, this is amazing. So it, it's very, very solid. Wow. So with this wage growth, what do you know what sector of the, the workforce that the wage growth, you know, uh, benefited the most? No, and... Well, well, all of them. I mean, if you really, if you if you pull over and take a look under the hood, a, a ton of things. Even the dirty fingernail jobs are are doing well. So, I mean, it's a pretty well known stat that we've got seven million open jobs and only six million people to put you know to fill them. Right. The problem is finding the right person for the right job. But we have a surplus of jobs out there of a million. So, I mean, it's amazing to me. I, I'm actually in from London. I'm in Chicago. That listening to these politicians. I mean. How can you run against the Republican and, and this the Republicans in this economy? I mean, you, you you can't. And the reason why I say you can't is that all these commercials, both in Indiana and in Illinois, all they focus on are are, are guns and abortion. They can't they can't say anything about immigration and the economy because this is amazing. I mean, we haven't had numbers like this in ten years. 
So I don't know how you look any other way except at the conservatives because this is exactly the type of economy and these are exactly the type of numbers that are going to put us in good stead going forward for the next couple of years. Yeah, well, it turns out that, uh, and this is something, uh, we're getting a little off topic for you, but it turns out that people are interested in more than just dollars and cents issues and something the Republican Party hasn't figured out, uh, particularly in Illinois, but uh, elsewhere as well. The Beltway Republican Party just doesn't get it. There are other issues that people are concerned about. Life is not just uh, about uh, economic man and economic woman, but that's where you're at, so we'll stick in your core competency. Uh, and I want to. Well, but, I mean, I, I, if, if you don't have a job, it's hard to worry about anything else. That's where no, I no, I understand. I, that is true. That but, is. but I mean, once, but, you know, once there's some stability on the economic front, that people's minds wander to other issues, too. And also, there's just other things that, that uh, lead one to live a complete life. But I don't want to get metaphysical on, on Scott the Cow Guy. Here. <laughs> uh, so here, here's, the, here's my question, though. So, with uh, what you're describing, the economy you're describing, the uh, Apple uh, third quarter report, which was robust, uh, Apple's profitability. Uh, why are we seeing, uh, I mean, even though with the two-day rally, uh, why are we seeing the big tech sell-off? Yeah, because they they made more money but sold less phones, and they won't really talk about it. And for a long time, all the analysts have been looking at iPhone and really only look at how many units they sell. And although they did better than expected as far as money, and that really should come down to it, right? I mean, that's like these fictitious retail sales numbers that we talk about, right? Who cares about retail sales? I want to know about retail profits. Yeah. But that's a whole nother, that's a whole other issue. Um, so they, they, they made more money. We should all be happy about that. But these analysts, they get all hung up on how many units. And Apple's been kind of coy and quiet about it here over the last 18 hours. So that got um, those guys kind of riled up a little bit. But. I mean, it's amazing that they get riled up over them making more money. I mean, isn't really the dollars and cents of the bottom line is really supposed to be the bottom line. But analysts have a different way of looking at things. But, I mean, so, so you know, with the quantitative, you know, we're still not completely unwound. But with, as you said, this report, if we, this continues to churn like this, maybe we get out of quantitative easing somewhat unscathed combined with good earnings reports. Does that mean... We're not going to see a market correction and uh, stay the course with respect to your position on uh, equities in the market. Well, am I am I reading the tea leaves here? And are you worried about how many cigars you might own? Oh, Sean, exactly. I don't know about oh, that. That's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Something's in it for well, you. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I'm counting how many cigars I, I, I will be owed to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Answer your question. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, well, what about housing? I mean, is that still a weak spot in the economy? Well, it's really funny because, yeah, it's still slow. It's slowing. Other you know, spots are, are, are hot. But there's so many things that are going into those numbers, and especially, I mean, you're in the middle of the cauldron here in Illinois, seeing that I mean, these, these taxes go up. I was just in New York and New Jersey at the end of last week, and New Jersey's real estate tax, and the way that they handle their situation is very similar to Illinois. It's just killing people. I mean, so... There's other outside influences that are also hurting some housing. Um, and up until a certain point, a lot of people couldn't move because they were still underwater from the last crisis 10 years ago. And so I, 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 I'm not too worried about that. And here's another thing. We were so used to it. The older you get, right, you're so used to the market getting away from you. Remember, your house in 1998 to 2006 was going up 5, 10, you know, 10, 12% a year. So was your stock portfolio. So we were having things kind of outstrip themselves and really get away from us. I don't think that economy, this economy can do that anymore. I really, you know, I don't think you're going to see oil or gasoline really take off 
it might slowly but surely go higher, but nothing's going to run away from us. And that's why these analysts are always all worried about interest rates and how that might affect housing and how, and how, might, that, you know, how might that affect corporate profits. We're just not going to see things tear off and really this is a great report and it shows you that it's steady right good solid steps nothing's a blowout so that's what you want to have so we can slowly but truly have everything react and get comfortable with the numbers and not have things run away the stock market likes things that are better or worse not great or bad right because they want to know that things can get better or they're, they're interested in things getting worse that's what the stock market really reacts to and i still think things are getting better but you might see a little bit of a sell-off here today because folks are going to get worried how aggressive the Fed's going to be in a, in a market that's doing well. And that, that's going to be a problem because you're going to start to see in higher interest rates, which will compete with what older folks do with their money to put it in the stock market or put it in a safe 3.5% 10-year yield, right? So we haven't really had competition for the equity money in a long time, and now we're going to. And that could probably slow the growth of the stock market, but guess what? If we get a deal with China, the doors are going to be blown off. And that's probably why you're seeing the stock market up almost 1,000 points in, say, four days. And so this is but what you're suggesting is we're sort of a three yards in a cloud of dust economy. We're just kind of going forward, but at, a, at an incremental, uh, predictable pace. Yes. And, and yeah, it was a Woody Hayes. It's a Woody Hayes market, and we're not going to throw the ball. I don't think, you know, look, when everybody was losing their minds over the last sell-off, October was difficult, right? October 3rd, we hit all-time highs. And what really shook everybody was how quickly we rejected those and tanked the market. But the Fed Chairman Powell said some things on October 3rd, which really kind of riled things. Uh, the investors got nervous about what he said, about he didn't really know where the real interest rate was. or And that was a, probably one of the bigger reasons that the catalyst of the market sold off. But I kept a little eye on gold. Gold is really interesting because gold really goes higher in two scenarios. It's a place to store your money when you're worried about inflation, right? Buy right. a metal, and right. that will sit, that will keep you from seeing your dollars be devalued. Or it's a place to hide your money in times of Armageddon. And usually, when we have, see other stock market crashes, gold will really take off. But gold really didn't budge. It went up a little bit, but boy, it didn't tell me there was anything really cataclysmic to be worried about. So and it's still kind of laying there. So, so does that so that mean we're not seeing any serious inflationary pressure? Number one and number two, that the possibility of a change in leadership of the house has already been priced in. Yeah, I think so. I don't think the market's going to be that worried about it. But I also saw really something yesterday that really caught my eye, and I actually um, emailed it to myself so I wouldn't forget about it. But the Nielsen ratings came out yesterday, yeah. and Fox, the Fox News Channel. At any given point and every and in any given day, morning or night, for the month of October, was attracting more viewers than CNN and MSNBC combined. Okay. So that's post Kavanaugh. I mean, just after Kavanaugh, he was at the end of September, kind of bled into October a little bit, and then this immigration issue. So I'm I think that that might be that tells me a little bit that there's some interest out there, and if they're all watching those shows. Maybe you get surprised with a little bit of a red wave this Tuesday. All right. He is Scott Shalady, who's uh, getting outside his lane and doing a little political analysis, too. But we'll, <laughs> let, we'll let it slide. Scott, the cow guy, Fox Business contributor. Scott, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good, have a good weekend. Yeah. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.proanswerline.